If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, the counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. This is Anna Nash, and I am here with Julie Sparkman today. We are with Restore Ministries, and we are just so happy to be hanging out with you here today. So thanks for listening to this podcast. Hey, Julie. Hey, Anna. It has been a while since we have done a podcast. Yes, long time no here, but we are back by popular demand, we hope. So anyway, a few of y'all have been requesting that we just jump back on and do these podcasts, so we are going to give it our best effort to get more on a little schedule here, Mm -hmm. but today, Mm -hmm. we're just happy to hang out with you, just to share with you our personal struggles and ways that we are um, finding hope in the gospel and finding ways to live our lives according to the good news. So welcome to Head to Heart, how to connect what you know with how you live. We are truly glad you're here. So thank you for your patience. And Julie um, has got a scenario that she's going to talk to us about today. So why don't you take it away, Julie? Okay. Had a couple, had something happen to me a couple of weeks ago. And um, I, I feel like much of what I had to walk through in that scenario was really about the principles that I talk a lot about in our podcast, in teaching and in the office. And, but sometimes just a practical example is helpful. Yes, definitely. So I was in a meeting and in the meeting, um, a friend of mine suggested that we all, do something, an activity. Um, And it was something that definitely, it wasn't wrong. It was just something that kind of wasn't my cup of tea, wasn't my style. Mm -hmm. So me being me. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because me being me, I, I, I wanted to be so careful of not being pushy about the way we need to do things or whatever, take over the group. And so I very tentatively said, Hey, talk to me about that. Uh, why do you think that's important? I'm a little uncomfortable with that. It feels a little forced to me. Tell me a little bit more about that. And my friend really did a beautiful job of rising up and really engaging me well. And we had what I felt was like a really, really healthy exchange. Just speaking back. And boldness. Yes. And sometimes um, that that can be hard. I, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's hard for people, especially with people that um, might be strong. And so I, it really was beautiful. And I left that night just feeling so excited. I really felt like, wow, that was some thin ice. We just skated across there. Mm-hmm. But we really did it beautifully. Grace, yeah. So fast forward to the following morning Mm -hmm. when my husband and I get a text from the husband of my friend um, from the night before. And the husband says, hey, um, we'd love to go to dinner with y'all and talk. Could y'all do that um, Friday night? Well, so right away, two plus two equaled five. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so flying into my head was, oh my word, I thought it was good. It wasn't good. She was horribly offended by me. She went up, she talked to her husband and she said, oh, that terrible Julie, this is what she did. And now her husband is, is going to confront me about this. Knee jerk. Oh, yeah. oh. Now, and, and uh, I have a big problem with that, with this, what I call two plus two equals five thinking. When I get just enough evidence to make a fairly significant conclusion, but the whole time I'm completely convinced that I'm right because I have some kind of ability to see into the future or something, but um, not true. But I was right away, my morning went from a calm, enjoyable morning to three alarm panic. Um, relational discord is huge to me, especially if I feel like someone is, what would I say, disapproving of me. So what my natural tendency to do is to move outside of myself to write what's inside of myself. In other words, the way that I was going to feel okay, get back to stability was I needed to call her and process this with her. Mm. And I go outward and talk in order to gain inward stability. I go to her in order to get okay. Do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. What do you mean when you say right myself, in order to right myself? Inside, I had a complete tornado of feelings, etc. of, oh right. my goodness, what does she think of me? What does she think of me? This is awful. This is awful. And I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her and I'm going to take care of it. So it's kind of like emotionally anchor yourself. Yes, that's the way I emotionally write myself mm-hmm. or get centered is by going outside of myself and talking, talking, talking. So, <clears throat> so phone in hand. I am not going to say, oh, I heard the voice of God, but I do believe mm-hmm. that it was more than likely the spirit with a quiet whisper of you cannot mm-hmm. Go to her mm-hmm. to get what only I can give. Amen. Amen. But I wanted to because that's what I'm used to. Yes. That's what I'm good at. Yes. And how do you get that from Jesus anyway? I know how to get it from a friend. I don't know how to get that from Jesus. It's easier when we think we can just control it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew I needed I needed to go to the Father, and that at that point for me to go to her was was wrong mm. and really unhealthy. Because, you know, when you do that, when you are engaging in a conversation in order to find your own center, in order to get stable yourself, mm-hmm. that is a natural repellent to the other person. You can, there's an intensity to you mm-hmm. that's too much. Um, you're, that, going, you're going after something that they can never give. Yes, yes. And it tends to make people defensive, mm-hmm. shut people down, mm-hmm. etc. because it's kind of like feeling like, you know, you've got a vacuum cleaner hose coming after you. Even though I would have said it in my best counselor voice, <laughs> <laughs> still within me, there's an intensity 
an unrest that comes out in the way that I think that I probably would have related. And so I think I really would have even sabotaged what I was even trying to go after. Um, but I don't think I should have been there going after that anyway at that point. And so I stopped and I thought, oh, my goodness, no. Oh, what's more, I was also late to work. So, you know, I just really wanted to jump on. I didn't have time to connect with Jesus. Right. But I stood there in the center of my kitchen and held onto the back of my chair and just cried out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. The first question I had for him in my head was, what's threatening you right now? What's being threatened? Mm-hmm. And... I thought about that and I thought, it is not okay if they misunderstand me and therefore think ill of me. That is not okay. So my sense of righteousness really was being threatened. Um, Just also aside from the fact that I was way jumping to conclusions and moving too fast on something that was completely unprovable at that point. Yes, is that thought provable? Right. Right, right. And it wasn't. Um, But I began just at that point to talk, pray, however you say it, but Mm -hmm. just before God, Mm -hmm. repeat what is true. I am righteous. Mm -hmm. And she can't give me what you've already given to me. And right now I'm running after um, something Mm-mm. other than you. Right. And this was, this doesn't always happen, but I will say at this point, God gave me the gift of really feeling right there. Peace. Oh, yeah. Because I slowed down. I didn't go by the way of the flesh to take care of my wound. Slow down. Allow the Father to attend to it. See what it's about. And he just calmed my spirit. Wow. I, I, this could happen to so many people in our audience, these similar type situations. I I really want us to bring very um, practical stories and principles and scriptures and truth to our audience where they can relate. One word that I heard you say that I could relate to is the word threaten. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, I felt threatened. And I think I would like to ask myself the question and our audience as well. When is a time in the recent past where you have felt threatened? By mm-hmm. someone, by a group, by a family member, a coworker, when have you felt threatened? So, when you say that word "threatened," Julie, what kind of emotions? Look at me being the counselor. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. Who've kind of, you been hanging around? What kind of emotions did you feel come up in you when you say the word, and or when you felt threatened? There, you know, generally, what's being threatened? Is, is, is one of two aspects of the gospel. It's my righteousness mm-hmm. is at stake, mm-hmm. and I have to protect that. Mm-hmm. that was, that's what was going on there. Or I'm not going to get taken care of, and I have to protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, the, the, the two tenets of the gospel, that Christ is our righteousness, 
And we are now sons and daughters Mm. of the king who has given to us everything that we need for life and godliness. Um, Generally, what's being threatened is always one or both of those things right there. So in that case, what was being threatened for me was uh, my good name, uh, the way that I was being seen, etc. Your respect. Yes. I also hate being misunderstood, Mm, you know, but you know, why do I hate being misunderstood? Well, because I want to be in control of Mm -hmm. the way that someone thinks about me, which goes right back to righteousness. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I reminded myself, don't go chasing after that, but to center on what God has already done for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I found myself, it was like the moving uh, floorboards beneath my feet stopped moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, and so once you pray and you remind yourself of the truth of the gospel, then you just move on, tra-la-la. Mm-hmm. No, actually what happened was at that point, I was free to call her. Or I was free to not call her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the reason that I was going to call her now was completely different. It's the why behind the reason behind your call. Sure. Yeah. And so I did call her. Um, only now the intensity, when I was at a intensity of a 10, I was now at an intensity of about a two. Yeah. So you were not, your needs were being met. Yeah, you were not driven to call her, but you were free and released to call her. Yeah. Yeah. So I called her and I said, listen, I'm just going to be honest. I probably am jumping to conclusions here and thinking two plus two equals five. But why are we getting together? And she laughed because she knows me and she loves me. (laughs) And she said, I knew you were going to think that. Yeah. (laughs) And she said, I should have told you. This is not about last night. We just wanted to get together and have dinner with y'all. Ah, relief. (laughs) Relief and release. Yay. Uh, But I'll tell you, I don't think that I could have even, her words, I think if I hadn't stabilized myself in the Lord before I heard her words, I think I would have mistrusted her. Yeah. And thought, oh, you're not being honest. Oh, she's just hiding. You couldn't have heard it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm reminded of um, I'm reminded of the passage that you had us look at in Idol Addiction, Jeremiah two thirteen about broken cisterns, and mm. really we are all um, broken cisterns walking around on this earth. There's not one human being that can meet our needs mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, there's not a human being that can meet the needs that God gives us for Him, and so I'm reminded of that broken cistern. We look to another to be for us what only God can be as far as that staying us and writing us and anchoring us. It can never happen. It will only deteriorate the relationship when we look to one another for that. And so, uh, and then contrasting with the well of living water that he Mm. says, come Mm -hmm. to me and drink. And in that moment when you stood by the chair, that is what you did. You did as the Psalms tell us, be still and know Mm -hmm. that I'm God. That's what you did. You just stopped. You sat still, and you knew that he was God and that he was all you needed regardless of the outcome. And I, um, 
I, I just see myself and I think the people in our audience, we have these broken cisterns around us and we are broken cisterns to others. So how do we tap into the well of living water? The other thing that you said that I just really loved and we can wrap it up after this, you can say a couple more things, um, was I love it that you hadn't spent a long time with the Lord that morning. I'm not discounting deep, intimate mm -hmm. walk with the Lord, mm -hmm. but sometimes I might say, oh, I would respond better if I had been in a long prayer time or journaling time or read my devotionals, but that he's ready to receive. It's a, a relationship with him, and the gospel is ongoing 24-7. All the time, He is there. He promises to be everything we need when we're walking with Him, when we're not. He loves us, and because of His grace, we're free to come to Him when we haven't earned our way back. And so I love that part of your story that ministered to me, and I, I wanted to tell you that. Thank you for saying that part of it. I think that even the fact that He allowed, I mean, it really is kind of a crazy, it's kind of crazy that like right after that happened, her husband who I don't know that he's ever texted us and said, hey, do y'all want to get together right after that? Now, you know, that was probably a setup from the enemy <laughs> yeah. that knows, I mean, because he's the one that knows exactly, you know, you know, this will really get to her. But you see, even that, God uses evil mm -hmm. for, for his purposes. Amen. He was pursuing my heart. And so I think it's just a matter of that, of, again, attempting to be aware at all times of Jesus is in this, what is he doing? Mm. But it is a hard fight of the flesh. And that's really what I want to mm. uh, make clear is it was hard. I had to say no to what I really felt like doing. I, but I really, I felt like cleaning up this mess myself and I'm good at this and I could do this mm. and to physically not even be rushing out the door. But I knew, I knew that Jesus was saying, come to me. But to be honest, even the act of doing that is in fact part of the training process. It's part of discipline. It's not, this is not something that I want to say that next time I believe it'll be a little bit easier, but I'll tell you, it, this is, this is, it's hard, but, but it did yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Amen. So Amen. anyway, there you go. Well, just that, a little story. It's just wonderful. So again, our goal during this time together is if you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? We, we just want to hear from you. So please email us at info at restore-ministries and let us know. Give us a question. What do you want to hear us talk about if you had 20 minutes with a counselor? So we hope today it's just been um, a blessing and encouragement and inspiration to you. Um, to go out and drink um, deeply, like Julie said, from mm. the, the rivers and the water of, 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 the, of the living God. Um, so thanks for joining us today. We promise, or we, we're going to try to promise to be more <laughs> consistent with our podcast. Um, so thanks, Julie, so much for some of your time today. Thank you, Anna. It was great to be with you. Bye, y'all.